Welcome to Creepy Culture, CM Life's scariest podcast, where we discuss horror movies, video games, music, and more. I'm your host, Stephanie Chipman. And I'm your host, Tyler Clark. And today we're going to talk about A24 and some of the A24 horror movies that we've seen and enjoy and a little bit about A24 as a studio. And um, just for reference, A24 used to be A24. A24 films, but now they're just A24. Um, they started up in 2012. They are a they work in film and television. Um, they work in production as well as um, distributing films. So it's kind of a little bit complicated, but they they are the the minds behind some of the really good modern horror movies. That and we've some been new seeing. stuff like um, Euphoria, right? Yeah, the TV show. Um, but we're not going to talk too much about that today. We're going to talk about the most popular horror movies from A24. So that's like The Witch. The Witch. Which I have seen and you have not, sadly. Which I have not. We need to get yeah. on that. But um, The Witch is a very sort of different horror movie. It's, it's kind of a horror movie for film fans. And film geeks, which is right up both of our alleys, I think. And the whole movie was shot with natural light and only candlelight. And it's um it's set in like colonial times in New England and it's it follows a group of Puritans that are like too religious for their colony. Like they get kicked out because they're too religious. They um. They believe so much, and they believe like I think it's Old Testament stuff. Like everyone is sin, everyone lives in sin. I don't know. I'm not well versed in religion, but everyone's a sinner unless until you're not. Yeah, you, you have to like that? repent. Okay. Stuff like that. You are born with sin, and then you have to like live a good life and repent, or you go to hell type thing. So they rejected their colony and they moved off on their own to a little cabin that they make right outside of the woods. And the woods is just like, there's like a clearing that they live in, and they made all of these buildings like from scratch the way that they would have been made back in the day. Oh, that's so cool. The I'd director specifically got like people who knew how to make the thatch roof and all of that stuff exactly to the period, and they all speak exactly like they would in the period. It is, it's very immersive. And the movie basically just starts with them leaving their colony and moving out on their own. And it, it's very difficult living there in that time. So they have food to worry about. They have the cold, shelter, all of this. And um, it's, it starts out with uh, Thomason, who is like the main girl, the main kid two parents her she's the oldest she has a younger brother and then there's uh two younger siblings that are like i want to say 
five or six or something. Oh, goodness. And then there's a baby. And Thomason is playing with the pa- baby, and she's doing, like, peekaboo. And, it's like, it goes to her face. It goes back to the baby. It goes to her face. It goes back to the baby. It goes to her face. The baby is gone. The baby's gone, and she's right on, like, the cusp of the woods. So you, it just shows, like, this looming shot of the woods, and it's all these gray, cool colors because it's only natural light. And this is where the witch comes in. She stole the baby. You see her in, like, a red cloak that is, like, super saturized. So it, like, really breaks up and contrasts with the grays. And the witch takes the baby. And... Oh, is, is this where we say spoiler alert? Yeah, spoiler alert. I'm going to stop here. But the baby dies. This is, like, the very, very beginning of the movie. Okay. So I don't feel too bad about it because the baby dies. See, and this is... um. This kind of plays into like my my view of the A24 films and how they, to me, it feels like they have a formula. Um, and it really, the formula is a lot different than any of the other classic horror movie formulas and even some of the modern ones. And they do tend to start, you know, you know how like older films, when you first start watching them, like old, older horror films or any classic horror film, they always start really bright and happy. and It could be the kind of film that turns into a comedy. Yeah. Right? And then it turns into a horror. But the A24 films, they always kind of start that way, but more or less they start with something really traumatic. Yes. And something that's, like, legitimately scary. There's, like, an incident that's really sad and scary at first. And it's, like, I feel like the movie is kind of, like, drawn around the incident that happens right away in the beginning of the film. So this, it's funny because I've never seen The Witch and this is the first time that Tyler's told me this and it's kind of playing into that formula that I feel like already existed. I Yeah, I definitely agree. A lot of them, they deal with some heavy stuff. Oh, definitely. Like death of children, death of like, a lot of death. <laughs> Especially family members. And the actors and actresses like portray it fantastically because like when this baby dies... Honestly, they're more afraid or they're more, like, upset that the baby's going to hell. It never had time to be, like, baptized. It never had time to, like, um, I don't know the word, but, like, become not. Yeah, repent for their sins. Mm -hmm. So they're more upset. It's, like, religious, like, horror. It's weird. But it is very interesting. I think if you believe that firmly, like it sounds like they did, then they're probably like, well, at least we'll be able to see our child when we go to heaven, when we die. But having to accept that you'll, they'll never see them again because the child has to go to hell. Yeah. So it's probably that aspect of it. It's like, I won't be able to spend eternity with our child. So that's that's sad. So I can see how that kind of like takes their focus yeah and there is no like slasher in this movie the witch is not out there just murdering people it is very like subdued it's more psychological which it a24 is very well known for like it handles what happens to a person once they've had so much trauma and um i guess spoilers are we doing spoilers um i think we're going to talk about three movies today. If you haven't seen them, 
you should really watch them before this, I think. Yeah. Um, because there's so much to the films. And there's a lot of twists and turns. And I feel like it wouldn't be the same experience. Unless you fully intend not to watch them or these aren't the kind of films you want to watch. I suggest watching them first. And that's kind of why we're not doing a final kill today. So. Yeah. Definitely go watch them. Um, go watch The Witch. Go watch Midsummer. Go watch Hereditary. They're fantastic films. But there, there is some like psychological stuff there. That it could be uneasy for people with depression, people with like mental illness. So if you have that issue and you intend on not watching it, you could just listen and we will talk about it and it's less shocking that way. Or if you don't have the time to watch the movies, we'll just discuss them. Well, and I think one of the things is, is like, it's one thing to like have that full experience to watch them with not knowing anything up front. Because I think that would be a better way if you're like a horror movie lover like we are. But if you if you want to watch these and not be so surprised, afraid, and have that tension. Because a lot of the fear comes from the tension of not knowing. Then maybe this would be actually be, be better for you. Yeah, some people don't enjoy being like terrified or scared. But we do. So We don't want to ruin that for you. Yeah, we don't want to ruin that if you're in that camp. But well, it's hard for us to talk about the films without giving away. So big spoiler warning. Go watch the movies. Come back. Listen to the discussion. Maybe learn something about it. And we'll, we'll wait here. Go. We'll be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right here. All right. Back to the witch. <laughs> so after the baby died, or after the baby's taken. So there's no proof of the baby died. There is proof. Okay. There is a scene. It is kind of well, awful. I mean to the, the parents. To the parents, no. They think a wolf took the baby throughout the film. Oh, okay. They don't know there's a witch. They don't know anything. The baby's just gone. And they blame Thomason. But we see in a scene where there's a naked old woman, which is an A24 like staple at this point. Most of their horror movies have naked old people. But, um... Yeah, she, like, grinds up the baby and uses its blood to rub on her broomstick and all over her body to fly, which is, like, folklore. That is how uh, witches used to do things. They would rub it on themselves to make themselves young, which we'll see later in the movie. But um, throughout it, Throughout this movie, we go like back to the farm where the family is trying to cultivate crops and stuff and is not turning out well. We see the corn is rotting. We see a lot of stuff. She goes to milk one of the goats and blood comes out. And um, throughout this whole time, there is one goat, a completely black goat with horns called Black Philip. Black Philip is great. Um, I actually got a friend of mine a plush of Black Phillip. That's amazing. But Black Phillip, we see, is supposedly whispering to the two young children, the five and six-year-old. They say that Black Phillip is, like, telling them things. And, um, spoiler, later on in the movie, Black Phillip is the devil. <laughs> is literally the devil, a goat, a black goat. And 
Um, I'll skip some of the middle part because you haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil all of it for you. But in the end, it is sort of like um, sort of like a happy ending. Thomason makes a pact with the goat, the devil, and becomes a witch herself. And the last scene of the movie, she walks up on a whole bonfire and a bunch of witches yelling and singing naked and dancing around a fire. And she walks up and they all start floating. And that's the final scene. And she's happy and she's smiling. How how many members of her family die? All of them. I figured, yeah. Yeah. After seeing the other two films, I kind of figured. You want to talk formula. This is very midsummer. It is very midsummer because I feel like a lot of the A twenty four films end kind of open endedly. Yes. It's not always like and, and you say like a happy ending. It's just a an atypical ending. It's for a happy a ending film. Uh to certain people. Yeah, I mean To her, sure. She's happy now. She gets to yeah, the, the devil, the goat, asks if she wants to live deliciously. And she says yes, and she goes off, and she gets to be a witch and fly around and travel. And she's happy, and she's smiling. And so that's like a win for her. Her family is dead. She has now made a pact with the devil. Not a good ending for some other people. I'm sure a lot of religious people would say, no, that is a horrible ending. This is the bad ending. But to her, that's not bad. At least she's happy in the end. I don't know. <laughs> Depends um, on how you look at it. That's true. That's true. And it's similar to Midsummer, which, um, you know, starts off with a really tragic death. Um, there's a character. She's dating a guy who doesn't really want to date her. He thinks that she's a little too much. Yeah, that is a very, like, stale, bad relationship. And they they handle that so well, I feel like. Portrayed through the movie, like, the stale relationship where it's like they the guy really wants to leave but kind of can't. He feels like he can't because she she emotionally relies on him. Yes. But that's – and I, I, I feel very strongly against Christian, the character, because – he could have left at any time, you know. Just be honest with people. I get that he felt guilty, but that's not helping anybody. Yeah. But you can see how strongly that we feel about this relationship, even though it it gets introduced super early into the film. It it shouldn't be so significant, but it very much is significant to the film. And um, it's. I like that you said that you feel strongly against him because. There is, like, two sides of that. Because, like, there are times where it's like, wow, Christian is the worst. But then there's other times where it's like, well, he's also kind of trapped. Because we see at the very beginning that this relationship sucks. He should break up with her. And then she gets, like, some emails from her sister, who we find out is bipolar and is... We later find out has killed herself and her parents. And then, you know, it leaves the character. She is, like, completely destroyed. And um, you get a scene where she calls him on the phone and is just, like, 
hyperventilating and like wailing fantastic acting oh yeah and i think um they talk about this as part of the formula that the way that the characters grieve is very like scary but it feels more real it feels more raw i feel like it's accurate but it, it's not how from it person should to person be. yeah um but in the character in this film she has a lot of um she has a lot of breakdowns. She has a lot of, like, anxiety overload, like, anxiety attacks, right? Mm-hmm. And those are really interesting, I feel, because it's it's periodic throughout the film. Whenever something bad happens, she has to go be by herself and kind of freak out. And I feel like it's kind of nice to see that in a film. I mean, that's kind of a weird thing to say, but it's it feels more real. I mean, a lot of these films, a lot of horror films don't, I don't feel like they accurately display what anxiety and grief and mental illness looks like sometimes. And I definitely feel like A24 does a, has a better crack at it than any other films. Especially I've Midsummer. Seen. Mm-hmm. Like, this one handles it flawlessly, I feel like. You, you feel it with her. You yeah. feel her pain. You see her pain. And you don't necessarily understand her, like, her relationship with her family, but you do feel how hard it is for her. But it doesn't. I, I feel like it still doesn't give Christian a pass. Yes, but like not break up right after that happens, he sort of can't for fear of like her doing something or anything like that. Also, just like not the nicest move after she just loses like three pivotal like points in her family. So. There, there is a sense in there that he's a little bit trapped. But, um, so they're going to Finland on a trip. Sweden. Sweden, sorry, my bad. I just watched it the other day. <laughs> um, they're going to Sweden with uh, Pele, who is one of their friends. He's from there. It's like a little village. And... They're going there to... One of the guys is going there for his thesis. Yeah, it's to study their um, their midsummer festivities. And I believe that's when the sun is pretty much out all the time yes. because of the seasons. It only gets dark for like a couple hours at a time. So they take advantage of the sunlight and they celebrate with festivities and stuff. Yeah. Very traditional and to their culture. It's their every 90-year festival yes i thought that was odd the 90 years i was like okay but the may queen thing happens every year yeah so there's a difference in there but um yeah so they go there and they instantly start doing psychedelic drugs oh yeah as soon as they get there they're like hey you want some mushrooms which (laughs) grief-stricken main character girls should not be doing psychedelic drugs well, and to clarify, Christian never wanted her there. He wanted True. to go without her, and he he wasn't even going to tell her he was leaving. Yes, he is very non-confrontational, just like, he, he would rather it just go up in flames than confront her and tell her what's going on. I'd rather, I mean, the movie would have played it a lot differently if Christian just would have been like, I, I just want to be here for you, but I can't be in a relationship with you anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I understand that he, I don't know what I would do in that situation. That sounds horrific, 
but you need somebody who actually cares about you or you're never going to really get over something. Which Pele says to her. Yeah, there we go. Do, Do you, you really feel held? held by him? <laughs> yes, I love how you remembered that. Do you truly feel held by him? And that is like a good, this is a cult. The people here, this is like a cult. And him doing that and planting the seeds, because he says, I feel held here. Do you feel held by him? He's like sort of putting a wedge between her and her boyfriend and bringing her and the community and even Pele himself closer. Oh, definitely. And he actively tries to get um, Christian to hook up with his sister, his younger sister. It's not his actual sister. It's his sister in the sense that they're a community. Yeah. But like, yes, he you see a lot of like cult tactics like indoctrination and separating them Mm -hmm. and then using kind of using their culture and their like um, rituals is like hey this is what we do this is like how we get through things it's different than what how your society deals with things and even in ways where it just makes you uncomfortable i know there's a lot to it it's it's the kind of film that really makes you feel along with them and there's a lot of little detail things like, um, gosh, there's like a scene where they show like a love story on some blanket weavings. And if you pay attention as they walk by, you can kind of see how it plays out. And it's essentially this um, woman is like using these like rituals to attract her like crush. And they're weird. Yeah. And I know one of them, she like, I think she like bleeds into his drink what what it is is it's like a like a love ritual yeah and you see this on a tapestry and then it's explained later where the female puts her pubic hair in a dish a pie and also her menstrual blood in his drink and there there is a scene where there's a multitudes of scenes of them like eating together yes and it's always outside and like banquet style and there's one of the scenes where you just can see that his drink is noticeably darker than everyone else he got else's. the pink lemonade and everyone else got the regular yeah that's exactly what it looks like and that's all i, all I could think about the whole time was the tapestry and nobody talks about it he no does... he pulls out a hair yeah but nobody talks about the drink and i feel like that's something that we as like as the audience noticed right away. But it's kind of interesting because a lot of horror films, they they go for obvious things, and they usually will point things out, whereas A24 makes you work for it. It makes you pay attention to those details and be like, oh, I remember the drink. I remember the, the, the pube, the hair. Yeah. And, and later on, he goes like, I think she put a pube in my drink. And like one of the elder ladies like yeah that's about right it's like okay so this is normal um but um one really big part of this is they get to see the atastupa which is a ritual where i think it's age like 70 72 where that's the end of your life cycle in terms of this community they believe that 72 is like when you're done. When you're too old and you become a burden on the rest of the community, 
So you give your life back to the community for new people to be born. It's awesome. Got to be there. It's gross. They jump off a cliff. And none of no none of the like people visiting know know that it's about to happen. And there's like this moment where the first woman is about to jump and she makes eye contact with the main character. And then she just jumps. And I, I, I hate calling her the main character. Yes. Her name is um gosh, what is her name? <sighs> it is Danny. Danny. I was like, it's like a unisex name. She's played by Florence Pugh. And I gotta say, she's She's got this look to her that when she's upset about something, she kind of does this like overly dramatic frown. But I feel that sometimes when we're sad, yeah. we do kind of like unintentionally just frown. And you can really feel that emotion. It doesn't feel like overacting at all with her. She has a fantastic job. She She's wonderful. And you just, you really see it through her eyes always. And when she experiences that first death when the woman hits the rocks and her face just obliterate it basically. is gory this scene is gory as all hell and the other people in the community don't mind they don't care because it's like or not that they don't care but this is like an elder giving their life this is their choice and this is like honorable and they're like happy and I, I think one of the elder women when they they, they all tried to leave after that because they were freaked out and that one of the elder women was like, this is how we deal with older people. And it's yeah. like, you know, they don't have to suffer. They don't have to die of illness. They don't get sick and old and forget things. They get to give their life willingly instead of fade. And she's like, when I'm that age, I will be happy to do this as well. Yes. But there, it's not just the woman that jumps. There's an old man as well. Oh, yeah. And he takes the pencil dive. And he breaks his legs and he does not die on impact. And right before this scene, you see a man holding a giant mallet. So four people come out and they smack his head with the mallet. Sort of like double tap, take him down. And like each of the four people takes a swing at him uh, to share the burden, I think it was. Even though he pretty much dies in the first whack. Yes, he dies in the first whack, but they all take a crack at him. And it is like a giant hammer. It is massive. And all of the people, when he takes the pencil dive and doesn't die, he's like yelling and screaming. All the people scream with him to share in his pain. Yeah, they reflect his pain. And that, that's yes. another theme throughout Midsummer. Is there's like a reflection of people's emotions. Yeah, they don't say like, oh, it's fine. They yell with you, sort of to make you feel validated. It's there's such an oddity to the film because every the imagery is really bright and colorful and just vibrant. It's like almost like hippie love. This is a very like, beautiful movie. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's it's so strange and I was you know, I was telling Tyler I, I had a hard time sleeping last night and I was getting all spooked out. But it's like I can't be afraid of midsummer. You you can't it's not a movie you have nightmares about can be afraid of the idea of midsummer but it's not like oh they're coming to my house it's like to be afraid of midsummer you'd have to be living in a swedish cult you know yeah. it's not it's a very specific kind of horror and almost it's scary in different ways and like i said most of the fear from a24 happens with suspense leading up to the events and 
and just kind of the way that after something horrible happens there's like a pause where you kind of like left to catch up and left to like you're just reeling because you didn't see it coming which is the opposite of how horror movies usually make me feel where i'm always trying to see what's coming yeah this one sort of blindsides you sometimes like or when they're on there and you know that old person's gonna jump but it still hits it's still pretty rough because it i don't know you don't expect the gore nothing has happened yet and then boom it's more just emotional it is like and like i said it kind of gives you a second it makes you feel things along with danny there's kind of like this everybody's muted for a second like she's just staring and like you can see her like gears barely turning just unable to comprehend and i feel like you experience those moments with her and that's i don't know they they do it in a really special way that makes you feel for her and you're thinking oh my gosh she just went through something so traumatic and now she just saw that that is the opposite of what she needed and you feel that concern for yeah, her too. And Christian's friend knew about it. He's the one that's there for his thesis. He doesn't care about Danny. He doesn't care about Christian. He doesn't care about any of the drama going on. He is only there for academic purposes. He is studying these people. And he knew what the Atastupa was and did not tell her, which is a horrible move. Don't tell the like grieving person that some people are gonna jump off a cliff really but um yeah after this i think is when we see the other friend i think mark right i think his name is mark oh it's the the kid from um meet the millers or whatever um yes it is mark he they see the old people get burned and their ashes get put on this dying tree this um this spiritual tree and is where all the ancestors go they put all of the ashes of the ancestors on this tree and he decides to go pee on the tree like an idiot yeah he doesn't see that they put their ancestors there he's just like oh this tree i'll go pee on it and then some angry very angry man comes over and like starts yelling at him later we see him pulled aside he disappears. Well, I, I think Mark was the only person who didn't attend the cliff scene because he was sleeping. Yes. And he was angry that he didn't get to attend it, which, why? Yeah. It's just weird how the film kind of glosses over that scene afterwards. It makes you feel like, oh, well, it's cultural, so it's not a big deal, right? It kind of does feel like that. And even Christian, he doesn't seem to care. He really doesn't. I feel like he kind of, like, rationalized it to Danny. Yeah. And it was really odd. I was like, how do you rationalize that? Whereas, like, the British couple who was also invited, they they were like, I'm leaving. Yeah, they try to leave. And <laughs> they are not seen again. Yeah, they, they, they left. And I'm doing finger quotes over here. That's what they yeah. were told. The, the community tells them, oh, they left in a truck. So. Yeah. Mysterious things start happening. People start disappearing. Mark is gone he gets led away by a, a girl who he thinks he's gonna have sex with that is not what happens he gets skinned and the man that was very angry at him for the tree thing wears his skin and uh kills josh who is the guy who is very he's doing his thesis he kills josh who has broken in 
to read their like sacred text and take pictures of it. Which he knows he's not allowed to do. Yes, they tell him specifically not to do that. And so both of them die, and then the community tells them that basically they say that they stole the book and ran away. That's what we're led to believe. They said that the book has been stolen, and then they come up to them and they're like, well, both of your friends are missing and our book is stolen. Do you know anything about this? When in actuality they killed them. Well, then Christian, he wants to write his thesis on it. Yes. Which made Josh mad. And then, so so Christian was kind of glad that Josh was gone. And I don't know, there's a, there's a lot of other things that happen. There's a lot of really, really detail-oriented Yeah, we can't get scenes. into, like, all of it, but we're trying to spark um, notes. Let me, not that we literally have spark, spark notes open or anything, but um, I think the next big thing that happens is that um, Danny gets crowned the queen. Yes, yeah, she gets May Queen because they dance around the maypole and she's the last one standing so she gets crowned she has to go bless the crops and stuff she gets her own little chariot oh yeah while blessing the crops and christian gets drugs again and he gets laid okay he gets drugged beyond belief and then they give him more drugs and then they take him in there and they're like this girl, this redhead who, um, she she's the one who been crushing on him and yeah, bleeding into her, his cup and yeah. stuff. <laughs> she did her whole little ritual, and then the elders are like, "We have, because the elders have to approve on mating for the good of the gene pool, and they've approved it, and basically he gets led into this room. I would say this is this constitutes like rape. Is it?" Because I mean, he is high. He is gone. He doesn't know what's going on. Um, I agree to a degree, but I also think that under normal circumstances, he would have slept with her. He was already, he was looking at her throughout the day. He was considering her as an option throughout the entire film. And I'm not saying that he wasn't drugged and raped. I, 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 I agree with that. I just think that if it had been a normal circumstance, he probably would have slept with her anyway. Yes. But in this situation, I don't think he normally would have done that because yeah. of how weird the ritual was yes it is the most awkward sex scene in all of film history it i think it makes me want to die watching. there are like five old naked women standing there there's way more than five it's like 10 maybe yeah there's like every almost all of the women in the tribe yeah one of them leans down to hold the girl's hand while it's happening and some old lady oh. comes behind him and pushes his butt. It's really weird. It but is she so also weird. sings to him. Yes, uh, sings all... to both of them. Oh no, they do like the moaning thing. Oh, gross. They moan like with the girl. It's weird. It is a horrific scene. And Danny comes and looks through the comically large keyhole and sees this and just starts freaking out. Oh, she and has another scream cry. She has another scream cry. But the cult is there with her, scream crying with her. Yeah, all the other girls. They make her feel like validated. Yeah, it's 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 a super weird scene. I think it's like, I think it's the scene that people have referred to as like weird. Like, oh, it hasn't gotten weird. Like, I feel like other people that are familiar with the film are like, oh, that's the weird scene, and it definitely is. It's the nudity is like strange and yes. I don't know. They don't. They don't cover anything. They don't hide anything from you, really. It's 
oh, it's just such an uncomfortable scene to watch. And you really do feel it through a drugged haze, just like Christian's dealing with it. And then afterwards, Christian runs out fully naked and he goes into this barn where he sees the blood eagle. It is one of the British guys. It's the British guy. I thought it was the British girl. Was it? I don't know. I thought it was the guy. And his back has been cut open and his lungs make up like wings behind him it's called the blood eagle i've never heard that that's cool it's like a swedish thing or something i don't know but he was still breathing it it was still breathing but i don't think so i think it was the drugs because throughout this there's a lot of you get to see what the drugs do and apparently it's been like heralded as very accurate for psychedelic drugs i've never done them I don't plan on doing them ever, especially after this movie. But, like, it's it's pretty intense. And then they blow more drugs in his face, and he gets knocked out. And then he wakes up, and he is unable to move. Or talk. Or talk. And they start talking about this ritual where they have to sacrifice, I think it's... Nine people. Nine people. For every ten years. Every ten years, Yes. I didn't put that together until you were saying the 90 years thing earlier. And I was like, oh, nine people, 90 years. That makes makes sense. sense. Yeah. So they kill these people and they've already got their two elders. They've got the. They they don't just have to kill outsiders. They have to kill people within their um, group as well. But they they pretty much do it willingly. So. Yeah. So they got the two British people. They've got Mark Josh. Then they've got um, Pele's brother. Ingmar, and then the guy that killed Mark, and then the two elders. Did I say that? Yes. No, I didn't say the two elders yet. So there's one more. And the one more is she gets to pick either Christian, her boyfriend, who she just saw cheat on her, and who has been the worst this whole time, or some random guy in the community. It was a woman. Was it a woman? It was a woman. Um, just some random person. But she she gets that honor because she's the queen. Yes. Um, and who knows? <laughs> she picks her boyfriend, now ex-boyfriend. Why did I smile through that whole scene? I was like, yes, kill the boyfriend. Exactly. It's sort of like a good feeling, which is awful, but like good. And I don't know, as you watch the, the building burn and the people who are yeah, living inside. Yeah, they put him inside, in a building and they put him in a dead bear it's like he's the beast and they're like burning him but um they put all of those people in this big like cool golden building and then they burn it down and then the ending shot is her smiling as they jump around for joy you know i was thinking about how pele said that his parents died in a fire oh i don't know if that's related but maybe no I don't think so, because he talks about how the community took him in. I don't know. Afterwards. Who knows? Um, But yeah, interesting film. You can kind of feel towards the end that she smiles for the first time at the very end of the film. And you feel that, okay, she's part of it now. She she She, has shared pain with them. I don't blame her. She's alone in the world. Yeah. And it's another one of those happy ending, maybe. Who knows? Weirdly happy ending. Yeah, so um, next we can blow through Hereditary. 
Um, it's difficult to blow through a movie like that, but yes. um, but like again, we'll spark note it. Sort of our version of that. Well, and I wanted to say this earlier, but um, when I first started, I, I watched Hereditary and Midsummer back to back, which is a weird experience. But I definitely had heard a lot about both films bef- way before ever watching them. And I felt like they people were definitely surprised. Um, people were, I don't know, I feel like people thought it was, they were messed up films. And I just, I didn't experience that level of like messed upness. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I think you fell victim to the overhype thing. Yeah. Whereas I didn't really, like, listen to a lot before watching these films. So I didn't know. And I don't know. As a horror fan, you are, like, a Saw fan. You've seen a lot of, like, the messed up horror movies. All right. And now we're going to talk about Hereditary. But we're not going to go super into spoilers we're going to touch on it a little bit but sort of a spoiler free review because we want you to see this movie there's lots of shocking parts in there that we don't want to spoil for you but um the movie starts with uh an obituary of this grandma who has died and you get to know the family and it is a wife her husband their son who is in high school mm-hmm. i think he seems older like 16 17 yes and then a younger daughter who is it's gotta be in middle school like middle 12 school maybe young younger yes and it is very like emotionally distant family they don't seem super like lovey-dovey on each other um there's clearly some baggage yes up front it just seems at first i think you you really believe that it's because of the grief from losing their grandmother, but there's other reasons behind that feeling that the film wants you to experience. Well, we're led to believe that, like, the mother and her mother, the grandmother, didn't really get along. They were strained. Later on, she says that they had a strained relationship. And um, the, the older of the children... The dad comes in and he asks, like, if he's okay. And he says, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't really care. Yeah. I'd... So he didn't have, like, a really close relationship with the grandma. Well, and that's tough, too, when, you know, it's a teenage boy. So how much are you going to get out of that kid Yeah. in and general? I don't know if you've had a conversation with a 16-year-old boy, but... I've been one, so I, I sort <laughs> of understand that. But, and then the dad, like, sort of agrees with him and, like, understands that, yeah, I mean... He wasn't as close. But the younger girl, the younger child, is she was grandma's favorite, as we find out. And um, she is very upset by this. Like, And the younger child, she's a little off. She uh, does this clicking throughout the movie. It's a little... Yeah, just like a little, little click of the tongue. Which becomes a theme like throughout like that you hear the clicking a lot and um then some weird stuff starts happening yeah i think um one of the biggest parts about this film and that kind of plays into what i i believe kind of plays into this um a24 
little script or whatever. Um, there's just like a lot of tension building. A lot of getting to know these characters and making assumptions that the movie rips away from you later. So I feel like there's, up front, we're talking about, you know, a death. Like a grandmother that died. And A24 always wants to start with these, like, kind of darker themes. And then make you comfortable again. But it's still building the tension. You can still feel that there's something coming. It is definitely it like is. a roller coaster effect. Like you're going up the hill, and it's that little ratchety part where it's like, click, 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 and then you go down. There's there's a downhill part, and it is like quick. It's steep. It <laughs> is steep. It happens before you know it, and which I I think goes for a lot of A twenty four films, but I feel it in this one a lot more. Well, and I, I definitely um, A twenty four films really have a way of like pausing. Like, kind of being more realistic about the way that we process emotions. So, something traumatic happens, and there's this pause. And it's almost, like, too long. But it's, like, this recognition of overwhelming emotions that, in the moment, this is probably how you would act. You would take a second to just even register that something horrible happened. And, I don't know, they just they just have that way that they can kind of show that through film, how something feels it handles grief, specifically the mother's grief, very well. Because she doesn't know why she's sad. Like, she's sad, but she didn't have a great relationship with her mother. So she's sad, but it's confusing sad. She said she did love her. She did, but it, she says it in, like, after a monologue about how, like, a whole bunch of stuff had gone down. And it, it's like... It's sort of like, I love her, but type thing. Oh, and there's a, there's a lot of disconnection within the family. And she does try, she goes to like a grief counseling session, but lies about it to her family and to her husband, which I thought was unusual. Like, why would you lie about grief counseling? It's not like she was going to AA meetings. It's not like she's an alcoholic. Well, she says at that grief counseling meeting that she doesn't want to put this on her family. And she doesn't even know if they could help her or if they would. But, I mean, lying about getting help is just such a strange thing to lie about. And it just shows a, a massive disconnection. And, and not, not relying on your family to help you get through grief seems like an odd reaction. So there's a, there's a lot about this film that really attacks the whole mental, emotional reaction to death in general. And I kind of liked it. Yeah. Where is, like... Midsummer tackles death in a whole different way of more like celebrating it, showing a different perspective on death. This is more one that we can all just this movie's real and it's it's easy to empathize with, I feel like. Definitely. And again, we see some of those like um crying scenes with the mother where she's more like screaming, crying, just doing Acting the way that I feel like would be expected. You know, I, a lot of movies it's really like cover that up. animalistic, just yeah. crying. It's, you, f it, it, you, you feel with her. You feel that moment, and it makes you want to cry, and it makes you see her situation in a much different way, a much more personal way. So, like, I'm just saying that A24 really does approach emotions very literally and very realistically, in my opinion. 
I agree. Yeah, A twenty four. It's not just like some horror movies that are great, like The Conjuring and stuff like that. They handle fear, but not like that. Just like animalistic emotion, like fight or flight, just crying. It's more raw in an A24 film. Very excited to see X, the new one that is yeah. in theaters now. Neither of us have seen it. Um, I hope to see it soon. Yeah, I heard um, that they go to shoot an X-rated movie in the woods. And um, scary things happen. And in the trailer we see already there is a naked old lady. A24 classic. I'm just going to tell you right now, Midsummer had Naked Old Lady. Hereditary, multiple, Naked Old Lady. Multiple Naked Old Ladies. Multiple naked old ladies. <laughs> What's more horrifying than that? And um, if you really want to watch more of these films, a lot of them are on Showtime right now. If you have Showtime. Or just like rent them on Vudu, find yeah. them elsewhere. Um, some other ones, there's The Lighthouse, which Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson just kind of go insane on an island off the coast. It is a lighthouse island. They just are lighthouse keepers. That movie is a weird trip. It is shot in, like, a perfect square, so it doesn't fill up your TV, and it's black and white. It is just an odd... That one's, like, less approachable than most A24 films. It is definitely a, a film for film people. I feel like a lot of these are. They really they approach it in a way that is unusual even for horror films. Yes. I mean, like, The Witch shot only with natural light and candlelight. It's very film things that, like, film people would like. If you love movies... You're going to like these movies. They're great. The weird one, Lamb. I, I don't even know how to explain that movie. It's a weird little half lamb, half baby that they adopt. And that's it. There's, there's more to it. I don't want to spoil that one. It's just odd. It's sort of a trip. Um, all of these movies are, but that one has a weird lamb baby, so... What was the new one that was just in theaters as well? Well, I know that A24 has Men coming out shortly, I think next month. And then they said Everything All at Once or All Things Everything All at Once. Is that what it's called? Oh, oh, that yeah, one yeah, just yeah. Came The out. multiverse sort of movie thing. I've heard that's more of a comedy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, interesting film that they also did. They do more than horror. Yes. They do, Um, I think what they're just mo most known for is producing and getting out indie films giving indie films a budget that they can work with and just make cool stuff that you won't see in like just the mainstream well and yeah even as far as horror movies they're unique i love the new approach if you're into horror films and you want something different this is where it's at like you you can really find something that's i don't know just not not following that same form formula, that slasher formula, it really cuts that in half and puts it on its head. And they do have gore. They are somewhat gory. Some of them, it's like, it's realistic and grotesque, but it's not like a Saw movie. 
it's not just like torture porn gore everywhere which is not saw movies i guess but like you're a saw fan i know i'm I'm not trying to i watched spiral last night too so i'm just like all spicy about it but um these are just very realistic not in the sense that some witch is going to come out and take your baby more in the sense that like you could see this happening if you were in this world it's very real and down to earth and emotionally honest. Yes. More emotionally realistic. And in that way, it makes it more relatable. Because you felt these emotions in a less, like, dramatic, kind of normal, theatrical way. Yeah. Good films. If you want to watch something a little bit different, I'd I'd go right and say watch Hereditary. Go for it. I'd Do say right Hereditary now. is probably the best. I don't know. It's not my favorite. I don't think. I think I like The Witch more. I still need to see it. You do. Keep thinking about Black Phillip. <laughs> Black Phillip's great. Um, yeah, I mean, The Witch is probably my favorite, but I'd say Hereditary is the most, like, Iconic. if you're looking for a horror movie, watch Hereditary. It's a great introduction into 24, 24 films. It's such an awful way to put it because it is such a brutal movie, but... Yeah, if you want to kind of understand what the formula looks like, you can kind of get it through that film and kind of understand that it's it's unpredictable and a building a building of suspense. And they're all different directors. Yeah, I feel it's, bad for kind of like it's not like a formula in the sense that they're like a twenty four is like here director take this make the movie. It's more just they happen to do this. I think. Yeah, and you kind of you can see some similarities, and I, I'm I'm picking up on them pretty quickly early on just picking up on the similarities of how emotions displayed and how they kind of kind of flip it on its head and bring that first they bring a traumatic incident into like the first few minutes of the film and then make you relax again only to bring you back to that scary place at the end there's kind of a way in which there's similar elements to them i'm not saying that they're following an exact formula or anything of that nature but there is similarities, and if you see if you see a few of them, you'll start picking up on them as well. But yeah, um, we're not doing a final kill today. We're I mean, it's hereditary. Yeah, go watch hereditary. You, we're doing a united final kill. Yes, watch hereditary. You'll like it. Go down the it's rabbit on... hole. Watch all the A twenty four horror films. Branch out. Watch some of their non horror films. I mean, they're all good. Yeah, be support the indie indie artists out there. And um, you know, it's on Showtime, not a sponsor. Just letting you. Know. I wish. Uh, yeah, for real, Showtime, please sponsor us. Please, K twenty four. We well, shield you for a whole episode, please. We love you, please. We're big fans. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us for our discussion of A twenty four films. And um, next week, we'll talk about other scary stuff. Not next week, but the week after. We'll talk about more scary stuff. Yes. Um, and we hope you didn't, we didn't scare you too much. Go follow us on Instagram at creepy underscore culture, both with Ks. And don't say you'll be right back, because this is a horror movie, baby, and you know you won't be back. Come on. I'll be right back. Ha 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 ha.